0: Wake up! <laughs> Wake up, Daddy! Wake up, Daddy! Wake yeah. up! <laughs> Wake up, Daddy!
1: Welcome to a new episode of Hot Marriage, Cool Parents. I'm this your host. This
0: is. Oh, you go ahead.
1: <laughs> I'm your host, Jv Otis,
0: and I'm Douglas hainer
1: I'm also Jamie Hayner.
0: Yep. and we're the hosts of the podcast.
1: It's supposed to be a secret that I'm also Jamie Hayner, but I don't keep it a secret very well.
0: No. I think people still ask you on social media whether you've changed your name.
1: And I have, but the whole point was that I did it privately. Right. We have an awesome guest today.
0: Someone that I've watched on TV before.
1: Yes, and someone who has made me laugh countless times.
0: This was the one and only season of Bachelor that I ever watched, and she was one of the people on there.
1: Yeah, she's by far, no joke, one of the funniest contestants if you had to guess right now and you're a diehard bachelor fan I'm sure you would guess Carly Waddell yeah.
0: and she's with the penis guy <laughs> or the oh. penis doctor is that what they call them
1: he's never gonna get away from that title no but but yes yeah, so we have her on later today to talk all about their second pregnancy together and anything like we're gonna ask her everything like just yeah. she's a wide open book so we're asking her at all
0: another person that's ready to pop
1: Yep, we're just bringing them all on.
0: <laughs> Have you noticed that there's uh, there's been a lot of social media comments for people saying, we just watched your show, we just saw season one, so happy to see you t- that you're still together? Because that's I've been getting a lot of messages about that.
1: Yeah, I think Married at First Sight website put seasons one through eight out recently so people can go back and watch them, and I really want to, Doug.
0: I know, we should binge watch it one I day. I
1: mean, well, imagine if Gracie watches our wedding.
0: Are you kidding? If it's not a cartoon and it doesn't have a song? She's not watching it. Right. If it's not blippy or if it's not a toy being played with, she's not going to watch us.
1: Yeah, it's true. Never mind. She's, she has no interest. I'm like, oh, how sweet would it be if our daughter watched our wedding? She'd be like, mom, this is boring.
0: I try, I try to sneak in one of our videos uh, from Hot Marriage Cool Parents, even the YouTube stuff. And she'll literally say to me, dad, skip ad, skip ad. <laughs> But anyway, back when Married at First Sight first started uh, on through Gmail, you can set up these Google Alerts where you would get notifications anytime your name, my name, Married at First Sight, came up, and I would get these email notifications whenever something came up in the news and recently, after having Sean Johnson East and Andrew East on the podcast, our little old podcast from the basement made some some news.
1: Yeah, we like sit here in our basement (laughs) that it's really not fancy whatsoever. There's a treadmill to my right and there's a picture of our daughter as a newborn in front of me, which is actually really nice.
0: And some coastal pictures of boats.
1: Yeah, and one has a rip in it. And flowers. (laughs) And we have a mattress on the floor for my family. And this is where we record our podcast now. So um, nothing fancy, but it is pretty amazing that we're really... making headlines
0: you never really know what what's going to get picked up or any uh instant feedback other than reading comments and it it's pretty cool that we made it into okay magazine people magazine the yahoo news Uh, you know it's just having a conversation with our friends it's just uh, amazing that some of the conversations that we have here are being picked up elsewhere
1: yeah well it's like we're not paid reporters or whatever but We're just having genuine, honest conversations with people we really care about. And it's nice to know that it's actually resonating with people because we don't get feedback unless, you know, we get a few five-star reviews and we're so thankful for each and every single one of them. But when you see your podcast in Yahoo and OK and People, you realize that you're kind of making a difference and that just, honestly, it makes me smile because... You know when I went to the hospital as a nurse, I would feel good about myself with what I was doing. like I knew I was making a diff like a positive impact a good difference in someone 's life i 'm helping them bring their baby into the world and with the podcast, I really wanted to do something similar, and obviously i 'm not able <laughs> to bring each and every person 's baby into the world but it 's nice to know that in one way or another we 're touching people 's hearts somehow we 're helping them, and I just hope that we can serve. Every all every single one of you listening in one way or another because it, it honestly it means a lot to me like what's life if you're not helping other people?
0: That yeah, was pretty cool.
1: So last weekend we went to Philadelphia. Turns out,
0: because
1: we we took Gracie to go see Baby Shark. Yes, but Baby gonna, Shark live. So
0: yeah. Pink Fong, that whole thing. She is obsessed with these cartoons that play on YouTube on the kids YouTube and. We get there. We're in a big auditorium. It's this big soundstage. There's Baby Shark, Pinkfong everywhere. We start walking down the aisle. The characters come out and Henley is terrified.
1: Yeah, you would think, I mean, she is obsessed with Baby Shark. We had the Baby Shark theme for her second birthday because it is literally the number one thing she loves to watch. And we were like, oh, she's going to love to see it live because she knows every single song. And she knows, she like does the baby shark dance and all of it. And we take her there thinking she's going to be ecstatic. Turns out she's terrified. And she's like clinging to me and doesn't want to let me go.
0: Yeah, it took her a while for her to kind of ease up a little bit. When you ask questions, she would keep looking. She was very cautious. I don't know. Maybe we were sitting a little closer than she would have liked.
1: Yeah, I feel like if we were sitting in like the balcony section, she probably would have liked that because there's like a bit of a a distance.
0: Yeah, and it probably looks smaller to her because these things seem giant. I feel like if we were further away, maybe they would look the same as what they look like on TV.
1: And she would have just had a a grand old time. But you know, something that I've realized about Henley, and she's only two years old, but there's a couple things that I've realized about her characteristics is that she is a very shy girl, even though she's wild and, Fun and crazy at home when we're out,
0: yeah, and and family. Yeah,
1: but when we're out and about, she is actually very shy, and I, I'm actually kind of surprised by that. I didn't anticipate that with her.
0: I like it. I mean, I know, yeah, I do too. It it is strange though because sometimes we'll be eating at a restaurant, and she'll just run around, and then she'll pick a couple people that she's okay with, and then just like look at them and smile, and then go back. And
1: yeah, she'll literally like give high fives and pounds to like you know, the people eating dinner across the table or across the room from us.
0: She is the the perfect amount of cautious, I think.
1: Yeah, it's actually kind of really cool to know that she is cautious and shy a little bit because I wouldn't want her to just be comfortable with everybody all the time. But I just didn't realize that about her. I mean, too, she really caught on. But the other thing that she says that I I like talk to your mom about because I was like, I don't know if this is normal. She says she's scared a lot and then she'll come over and hug me and say, I'm safe. I'm with mommy.
0: Yeah. Because, well, the first time that she said that, I remember it vividly. She said, I'm scared. And I looked at her and I said, you never have to be scared around mommy and daddy. We're going to keep you safe forever and always. And things like that, she picks up on, like, she still says that she saw a deer with pop-up and she cried, you know, she just picks up on these little innuendos. And I think over Halloween, there were so many different things like scary, scary, this scary, that monsters, blah, 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 where she just started picking up on being scared and she knows how to get comforted.
1: And the other thing is like that I because I know your sister texted us earlier and she was like, oh, Disney has the app out now. Like or is it an app? I don't know.
0: It's a streaming service, just like Hulu or Netflix.
1: Yeah. Just, she was like, oh, they have it out, you know, and she like told us where we could get it. But I feel like a lot of Disney movies are kind of scary and she tends to be scared a lot. So am I like over the top for not wanting her to watch like the Lion King? Yes. I know it's an innocent movie, but like it's kind of scary with like the, what are those things? The hyenas. Yes. The hyenas. No,
0: she, she's got, I mean, she's got to learn. I think Disney movies are uh, set up to have a happy ending and overcome adversity. And do, I think you're overthinking it a little bit. Uh, personally. Yes.
1: I don't know. I still kind of have this gut feeling that I'd rather have her just watch Baby Shark <laughs> where she's just like happy and dancing. I'm but, actually kind of curious for those of you listening, if you could give, I would love truly to hear your thoughts on this because I I honestly don't really know how I feel about it. Like I really think that like the Lion King and Beauty and the Beast and I really think that they can be very scary. Like when the Beast is like and angry, like Will that scare my daughter is it but a scary then they movie grow to, to her? be in love yeah I know but like do I want her to be scared in the meantime like you know little kids have nightmares will it give her a nightmare yeah.
0: but uh, no I don't think she knows what that type of scary is I think she'll see the cartoon and I I want to get her more of a variety of uh shows cartoons things because if she keeps watching the same youtube videos over and over again yes she learns the songs and learns everything but it's just that whole repetitive thing where it's the same message over and over and over again or there's just nothing the same. wrong with like, that especially if they're learning right but h- introducing more real world situations i think is can only help and i think that's what disney movies do
1: i don't know i don't know if i'm alone in my boat thinking that i would just like to kind of not shield her from that but i feel like she's only two she doesn't quite understand it and i'd rather just have her list like watch like daniel the tiger and sesame street where it's just educational and happy and there's no like having to overcome adversity she's two like goodness let her let her be two (laughs) no i know i don't know anyways i'm just curious what other moms think about that and also if you have any recommendations, those of you listening, if you have any recommendations for toddler, like how to discipline a toddler in like the best way possible, because I don't know how to discipline her. Like I know that she needs discipline now because she's definitely well aware, but I don't know what to do. Like sometimes like she'll just like scream and sh- or she'll like hit us. And I'm like, what do I do? Do I ignore her? She do I slapped tell her- me
0: in the face five times today in a row. Yeah. And I was holding her and... Um- the tablet because I was taking the tablet away and I didn't have any hands to block myself.
1: So, yeah. So there's an example. She just slaps you in the face Mm -hmm. for five times in a row. And like, she even slaps me in the face. Mm -hmm. And so I tell her, no, that hurts mommy. And I look at her, but like, that's not, she just hits me anyways. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, what do I do in this situation?
0: I looked at her and I said, if you keep doing this, we're going to put you in timeout and you're going to have to sit there and stay there until you, you, Realize that what you're doing is wrong, and you say sorry and you mean it and um, she did, she did something again, and I go, "Do you want to go to timeout?" and she goes, "Yes, Daddy, yes, I do
1: she doesn't really know what timeout is yet, I know <laughs> that was why. just funny,
0: and i I turned around because I didn't want to see her see me smiling,
1: yeah, anyway, so
0: wait, wh- are we going to mention um, what happened after baby shark? We got to see Kate from Philly.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, if we're, gonna, if we're from Philadelphia, there's not a chance we're not going to like hang out with our MAPS family.
0: Right. Well, the ones that want to hang out. I always thought that we were cool. I thought that we were the cool couple that people would want to hang out with maybe. But uh, I mean,
1: we're all family, so you'd think you'd want to hang out with your married at first yeah. sight fam. But it uh, turns out we're not cool at all.
0: Yeah, I guess we have to forgive
1: forgive.
0: No, no, we, we, we invited the whole clan and uh, a couple of them were supposed to show up, but uh, some things came up and it's always good to see Kate though.
1: Yeah. Kate's a solid friend. Yeah. So we got to see Kate and learn more about her. She's doing good. She is working away on her business, Hidden Intimates. She's dating, but nothing serious yet. And... That's kind of the update on her. And then this weekend, I'm heading out to L.A. to shoot Married at First Sight and Filtered. So I'll be gone this whole weekend, which always breaks my heart because.
0: Well, well, because
1: you work all day long, Monday through Friday. And then, you know, weekends
0: are our only time to hang out for the full day. I
1: miss out on family time and it it really breaks my heart. I feel like I get jealous seeing what you and Henley do because I'm like, I want to be there, too. And we
0: always we always do something. So I don't know, I don't know what we're going to do this weekend, but um, it's always, I always like it because um, she's in a mommy phase and she wants mommy to put her to bed, mommy to change her diaper until I'm actually playing with her. Then daddy dance, daddy sing, daddy come here, daddy play, which I love. Um, But every time that you go away, she does like, we do get to bond more and we do things together. and, And then once you get home, it's back to the same.
1: Yeah, I just love it when people say, oh, who's watching your daughter while you're working? And I'm like, her dad is doing his job as a dad. And oh, he's so good. And I'm like, no one praises me when I'm watching my kid when I'm supposed to.
0: And that is a weird, weird thing that, that people do with the parents, I, I think that I think this generation is past that whole dad works and doesn't uh, you would play think with the so. kids and ignores the the children. But I've always loved to be hands on.
1: Well, you're more comfortable with kids than you are adults. <laughs> That's a that is true. Little known fact about my husband: he has social anxiety and prefers to hang out with kids rather than adults. At like any we're hanging out with adults and there's kids around, you'll find him on the floor playing with all the kids, and all the adults <laughs> are like getting wasted, and he's like. You know, happy as a clam playing Connect Four with all the kids.
0: I mean, unless we're playing a game or ping pong or pool, like then, then I can hang out. But well, I mean, I don't, I don't drink. So while everybody's, you know, while we're out, I, I find joy in hanging out with the kids. I don't think I have social anxiety though. (laughs) Maybe.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, okay, if you don't want want to say you don't go for it. I don't want to admit it yet. Okay. You don't have to, but you know, the first step to healing is admitting. Just saying.
0: That is true. I I think I just find it hard to make new friends. Like I'll make friendly acquaintances and people that I like hanging out with and being around, but I haven't made a new friend in a while.
1: But you don't seem to want a new friend, Doug. No.
0: If one comes along, I'll be happy to have a friend, but... Oh my gosh. We sound like... I, have a, sound, I, I do have a lot of friends.
1: I mean, we do not sound desirable at all whatsoever. No, we don't. We Sorry. We have but no friends. We, we hang out
0: in our pool. basement.
1: <laughs> Half the time it's green.
0: Right. We got a slide indoors.
1: Yeah, we got a slide for our daughter. Okay, anyways, I want to give a shout out to Lizzie May. She's our five-star reviewer for the week. We typically only share the five-star reviews on iTunes because it just tends to be the most popular platform, but we love Himalaya. It's a platform that we partner with and it's a way that you can interact and connect with us and you can just leave comments right after each episode, which I really love because then the comments and the reviews don't get lost in translation. And this is what Lizzie May said. She said, I'm fairly new to podcasts and love your show. I have to tell you that I'm so grateful for you both. And I believe you really helped me this past month. After you announced you're pregnant, Jamie mentioned some techniques she has done leading up to her pregnancy. I started to incorporate that into my daily routine, especially the meditation and imagining myself pregnant. I've never meditated before in my life, but it's been a very long 18 months trying to conceive for me as well. I thought to myself, if Jamie got that positive test after 18 months, I still have a chance. I took the time every evening in a quiet room and spoke to my body. Imagine myself with a belly growing a healthy baby. This past Monday, we would have had our fertility specialist appointment to start medication to begin IUI. Well, this Saturday, I got my very first ever positive pregnancy test. We finally conceived and naturally
0: awesome
1: maybe a coincidence but I believe you gave me hope again thank you um you know, she
0: is not alone because I I feel like that we have helped a lot of people through that I guess it's more common than we think uh in the infertility
1: oh my gosh like nothing makes my heart happier than to read that I that mean that is amazing nothing brings me more joy and makes like my soul sore. Like I just, I'm just so happy. Like this is soul sore. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I have no words. Like that's so cool. Like I'm so happy for her. I want to follow up with her and be like, Hey Lizzie, like, how's it going? And like, what's your due date? And Lizzie, you
0: have to, if it's a boy, you have to incorporate Doug or Jamie, if it's a girl now that now that you told us that.
1: <laughs> no, but seriously, please do give us an update on this pregnancy. I'm so, so very excited for you. And I'm so happy that those tips helped you. I mean, yes. I honestly didn't know myself what to do. I mean, I was trying everything under the book to try to get a healthy pregnancy and, uh, everything I fingered- under the sun. Oh, yes, that's what I meant. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, I'm just so, so thankful that that was able to help you. And I told myself, I'm going to write this blog. And if it helps just one person, then it's all worth it. And you're, you might be the one person. So I'm so happy for you, Lizzie. And I think
0: that's awesome. And and we'll pray for a healthy first trimester into number two and then three. How many trimesters are there three right
1: yeah well technically four because the fourth trimester is when the baby's out but you're still like recovering from all that but yeah we're so 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 thankful that lizzie that you took the time out to i mean this is like you're brand new pregnant and you even wrote us a review so i can't tell you how much that means to us like thank you so much and for all of you who take the time out to leave us a five-star review thank you it really truly means the world to us yes so Did you know, Doug, that there are only 50 days left until a whole new decade?
0: I do now.
1: Yeah. 2019 only has about 50 days left, and then it's going to be 2020.
0: Do you remember the whole Y2K thing, like when we were going to the 2000s, like how it was such a big deal, and to think of 2020 was like spaceships?
1: Or like the whole world was going to end. Yeah. And here we are, 2020. We still don't have flying cars.
0: 50 days.
1: Yeah, well, fifty days twenty twenty. But uh if it's only fifty days until the new year, that means it's only about forty days till Christmas.
0: Yeah, I started noticing all the Christmas stuff in, in the stores.
1: Yeah, that was out before Halloween. And I've just noticed that there's a lot of women, primarily I think in like LA and the southern states, who put their Christmas tree up. Like there's like Ali Fanatowski I follow, I really love her. She has her Christmas tree out. And I was like, I barely have my Halloween decorations down. And like, what about Thanksgiving? Were you just going to skip Thanksgiving? But I,
0: I, I don't think Thanksgiving warrants any decorations or anything. I think it's just Thanksgiving.
1: Well, you put up like thankful and blessed, and you know things oh, like that.
0: There's, now there's social media for that.
1: Oh, goodness. You just
0: post about it or put it in your bio.
1: Okay. No joke. When I saw that like a few women have already put their tree up, I was like, well, let me think about this. Like if you wait until after Thanksgiving to put your tree up, you really only have a month with your tree up, maybe a month and a half. I would
0: say a lot of people put their tree up after Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's like the norm. I thought. I think it's just some of the people that you're, you might be following or are doing that
1: yeah, but I feel like it's becoming a uh, a trend now to put your Christmas tree up right after Halloween. Huh. And I'm wondering if I like it or not. Like I haven't decided yet. Like do I should I want my Christmas tree up already?
0: Do we still have a Christmas We do have a Christmas tree. Of
1: course we do. We have a Christmas tree in our in our basement. <laughs> And I guess right next
0: to our podcast table.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's on the other side of the basement. (laughs) It's (laughs) even dungier than this part. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'm kind of curious about your thoughts on that too, because I actually kind of like the idea, I think. I also don't want to just skip thanksgiving i mean i really enjoy celebrating each holiday like i genuinely love celebrating each holiday
0: i wonder if henley knows about christmas
1: oh she definitely does she sees santa she goes ho ho ho
0: yeah she she started doing that last year i think
1: yeah she did she knows santa says ho 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 i think she thinks his name is ho ho
0: ho that's funny
1: (laughs) but anyways uh what do you want for christmas this year dog be honest a weight set
0: yeah i mean that's 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 one thing i don't really i don't really want anything Liar! I'll have to get back to you on that.
1: No, come on, Doug.
0: I know what you want. What do I want? You want the cabinets painted.
1: I've wanted the ca- I said I wanted the cabinets painted since we moved into this home. It's just that our kitchen is so dark and gloomy. Like the sun is. Like, kind of shines on the other side of our house. And so yeah. that side of the house is nice and bright. But I just hate how dark and gloomy it is because we pretty much hang out in our kitchen and we, in our. We have
0: the daylights, though. I mean, it's not that dark.
1: I like natural light. Yeah, no, I, really... I get
0: what you're saying, though, because you have to have the lights on.
1: Yeah. And I just love natural light. It's just something about it makes my soul
0: happy. Like, no joke. What do you want? For Christmas, if it wasn't cabinets,
1: I would want to do all of our floors upstairs because they're all carpeted, and that carpet's been here since the house has been made, and the house is like what almost twenty years old, and we've only lived in it for two. So all the stuff in that carpet is not ours, which I think is disgusting. And I would want to redo the bathroom because it's just like messed up. I would want to be
0: much better. I agree with that.
1: But that's honestly it. Like it's not is that too much to ask for? That's
0: it. No, I mean that's that's. The whole renovation of the interior of our house or the bulk of it. But Just yeah, change no, the no. whole house. <laughs> Merry Christmas. If I was going to get anything for Christmas, I'd want it to be like some fun climbing theme park adventure, playing with animals, something like that.
1: Okay. I'll keep that in mind. We yeah. are going to be in Florida this winter, so... right. I Oh my I, gosh.
0: I'd like to wrestle an alligator.
1: Oh my gosh. If we're going to be in Florida, so we're going to be in Orlando this winter and I'm really hoping to buy a condo down there so that we can Airbnb it to all of our friends. That's the idea. All of them. Well, to whoever wants to stay there. But anyways, if we're there, we have to take advantage because we're going to yeah. be literally living like 10 miles away from all the theme parks, like right in the middle of them. So it's so expensive. We only get to live life once. That's it. So
0: we got to do it.
1: Yeah. But I just hope that we stay healthy this winter season. Last year, Henley and I, actually it wasn't last year, it was the year before, Henley and I both caught the flu and she was four months old with the flu, which really broke my heart.
0: Actually, speaking of wellness and being healthy, of is a wellness brand that makes it super easy to get the right vitamins, supplements, and protein powders for your specific needs. And Jamie, you've actually been getting this for a a while now.
1: There's no doubt about it that taking the right vitamins and supplements does help you ward off any sicknesses. super easy to get the right supplements and vitamins that you need. You just take a quick, short, fun, five-minute quiz and answer easy questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health needs. And then you'll get a research-backed recommendation with the vitamins, supplements, or protein powder that you need based on your completely personalized quiz results.
0: And of ships it right to your door in these little convenient uh, packs that are for daily use. And I started noticing all over the kitchen and all over the bathroom and all over the luggage, all of these little vitamin packs that say Jamie on them.
1: Yeah, because I started getting them when I was trying to conceive way back with Henley, actually.
0: Yeah, which I think is one of the coolest parts is that that time you were taking like prenatal stuff and now afterwards you were able to customize it and change it.
1: So while I was breastfeeding, I still took prenatals. And then for a while there, I was just looking for energy. So they gave me more B vitamins. But then as I started trying to conceive again, I went back to prenatal. So yeah, you can change it. Like they will adjust it to whatever you need, which is also amazing. I definitely recommend checking out Care Of. You can also, we have a promo code for you guys. So if you want 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter Jamie O50.
0: That's takecareof, T-A-K-E-C-A-R-E-O-F.com and enter Jamie O50 for 50% off your first order
1: that's a really great deal too. It's not always 50% off. So I highly recommend. And another thing that you have definitely heard us talk about in the past, if you've been around here for a while is Grove Collaborative. I am genuinely obsessed with this site, but for those of you who are new here.
0: Yeah. uh, Grove Collaborative is the online marketplace that delivers all natural home beauty and personal care products directly to your house.
1: It's really important to Doug and I that we use products that are safe and natural and aren't filled with harsh chemicals. It's just better for Gracie. It's better for the planet and grove makes it super easy to find them yeah my favorite thing about grove is that i don't have to worry about reading all of the ingredients on every single label because i know that anything on their site is definitely safe for your family because they don't put anything on there that has harsh chemicals in it so i just i just personally love that about grove
0: and grove delivers all of the home essentials right to your front door
1: everything they carry is safer for you better for the planet and it actually really works because you You know, sometimes those, you know, green type products really don't work. And you're like, well, what's the point of having it if it's not going to work? But these actually really work. And they replace those harsh chemicals with natural ingredients that smell fresh and leave your home sparkling clean.
0: And with Grove, you don't have to shop at multiple stores or search endlessly online. They have everything you need in one place and definitely the best selection of personal care products for the house, for the kids, even your dog.
1: Check out all the incredible natural products that grove.co has to offer. And for a limited time, when you go to grove.co slash HMCP, you will get a free five-piece gift set from Mrs. Myers in festive holiday scents like peppermint or Iowa pine.
0: Plus, shipping is fast and free on your first order. Just go to grove.co, that's C-O slash HMCP, to get this exclusive holiday offer. That's grove, G R O V E. Dot co slash h m c p five piece gift set from yeah. mrs Myers keep for yourself just in time for the holiday
1: i was like keep for yourself or give it away as a gift that I was always... my
0: little jingle
1: yeah i liked your jingle all right let's bring miss carly waddell on the lovely beautiful nine months pregnant carly waddell is <laughs> Arguably one of the biggest stars to come out of the bachelor franchise. She was on season 19 of the bachelor and she was hands down the funniest contestant. Like there probably has ever been on the bachelor. She then went on to bachelor in paradise season two and season three, where she met her hubby, Evan Bass, bass or bass bass. Okay. Just making sure I said that right. (laughs) He is the penis doctor. That's what he was known as. Uh, Carly, we are so excited to catch up with you and have you on hot marriage. Cool parents. Thanks so much for taking the time out. You're like nine months pregnant, right?
2: Oh my gosh. I'm like due any day. What is your due date? Well, I'm actually getting, if the baby hasn't come yet, I'm getting induced on the 12th, but I'm actually due on the 14th. Oh, wow! so like soon. (laughs)
1: yeah I guess are you feeling like you know like you're ready to go oh yeah I'm so ready to get this baby out during the first trimester in particular you have a like a real rough pregnancy is oh
2: it's so horrible well it was the same with Bella I just I get so nauseous I can't fix the nausea it's just like constant and so I like it was like debilitating because I was traveling so much because I travel for Jade my podcast and I was traveling to LA all the time. And so I'd just be sitting on these planes, like doubled over being like, oh my God, how, how, what is life? But yeah, Aww. it's just, I didn't throw up a ton. It was just like, you know, when you're, I mean, you know, when you're nauseous yeah. and you can't, you just can't fix it. There's no good way.
1: Yeah. And I love <laughs> I mean, I don't love, but I love that like you get it because I feel like I'm the same way. Like I'm nauseous, but I don't throw up. So people are like, well, you're not throwing up. You're fine. And I'm like, yeah, but I am
2: sick all the time. I hate it. (laughs) It's so horrible because like, you feel like you can't talk. Like you feel like you can't even sleep. You can't breathe because you'd constantly feel like you're going to puke. A hundred percent. It's horrible. No joke. The
1: other day I came downstairs to change. Our daughter's diaper. And I like <laughs> gagged. I almost threw up. And Doug was, Oh, is it poopy? And I was like, No, it was just like a really smelly
2: urine. And I almost threw oh. up. Oh, okay. oh, I totally get that. It's like a because
0: superpower that moms have being able to smell everything.
2: <laughs> it's a weird pregnancy thing that you get
1: supersonic smell. If we could have any superpower, that wouldn't <laughs> be it. So, like, God, why'd you give us that?
2: <laughs> I don't know. That's It's not a great one. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so you have your
1: beautiful daughter, Bella, and now you're expecting yes. a baby boy. And they yes. Were, they're both pleasant surprises, right? Like, you were planning yes. like, on. No. <laughs> <So. laughs> How did you find out you were pregnant with this new baby?
2: Oh my gosh. Evan and I were, we were actually stuck in a blizzard in Denver. We were traveling a bunch and we went to an event in Denver and I was like, let's just um, stay a few extra days instead of just one night. And all of a sudden we got stuck. And so we were out and I I was just late again. And so I found out we were pregnant on our honeymoon with Bella and then, with this baby, I was like, I'm late again, but like, it's not a big deal. Like I'm just late. And Evan's like, no, let's take a test. And and I was like, I just don't know if I want to. And then he goes, yeah, it's let's, it's, let's just wait till we get home. Then we won't stress about it. And so then I started in my brain thinking about it. I was like, okay, let's just go to Walgreens. So we like walk through this storm to Walgreens and went to a restaurant and I was like, I'm just going to do it right now. And so, <laughs> Then like, I get out of the restaurant and it was so funny because it was an oyster bar. So I had ordered, ordered God, I can't talk, oysters and a cocktail <laughs> that you couldn't have. <laughs> and I come back to the table and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I I'm can't like, have
0: either of these.
2: I can't have either of these things. But it it was like, it was a good shock, but it was definitely a shock. Actually, now that I think about it, I I looked at the pregnancy test and I was like, oh, I'm not because I look too early. And then- I put it back in my purse and I went up to get something and sat back down and Evan was like, can you just look at it again just for my peace of mind? And then I was like, oh my God, there's oh. two lines. Oh my So if I gosh. hadn't re-looked because he told me to re-look, then I mean, I would have found out later. Yeah, you would have <laughs> found out eventually. But in that moment, like I would have had oysters in a cocktail for sure.
0: <laughs> now, do you put all used pregnancy tests in your pocketbook? Oh,
2: Douglas. <laughs> Oh my God. Where is this one? No, I definitely saved Bellas. You know
1: what's so funny? I save them too, but now I'm like, do I really need to save these? I mean, it's kind of gross. I peed on them.
2: Yeah, it is gross. Like when I think about it now, but I don't know where this one is.
1: (laughs) It's maybe it's still in that pocketbook that you, Oh gosh. Oh
2: God. I did just find a check from last year for money that I should have put in the bank. And I was like, Oh, this is whoops.
1: Yeah. That's great. But it's also kind of a fun surprise. Like, and then you cash it and you have extra money and you're like, hey. Well, it's
2: like void after 60 days. And I'm like, oh, well, okay. (laughs)
1: Oh, you know what? I've totally cashed checks that, like, I shouldn't even love, I shouldn't be so honest to know that, like, you're not the only one that doesn't cash checks on time, but.
2: I think it's just mom brain. That's what I think.
1: Yeah. I Um, put it
2: in a bag and just, like, and then found the bag way later.
1: <laughs> totally get it. I've been there. When I was younger, I used to hide checks like in my closet so that then I could like cash them when I when I needed them. If I had enough money at the time, then I wouldn't I didn't want them. That in the is bank. really smart. It's actually kind of like strange because if you put it in the bank. I mean, if I was smart, like you at least you get like a penny or two off of interest, right? If it's in the bank. Oh yeah, that's true. But I was like if it's in the bank,
2: I'm going to spend it, so it'll be gone and I won't have it when I need it. I used to date this guy who I sp- his dad was like 100 percent in the mob, and they had money hidden like all over their house. He'd be like, "Oh, let's go out tonight," and he'd be like, "Oh, let me just grab some cash," and he'd like go in really strange places in his house. And I'd be like, "Do you guys just stash cash around your house?" And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> Crazy
1: funny. though, because like now you know that. So like, if some cash comes up missing, then they're gonna like the mob's gonna be after you because they're gonna be like, "You took oh, our oh shit, shit." Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's, That's funny. okay. I did. I didn't name name. Yeah, no, we, no one knows who that was. <laughs> I didn't really know where the places were. He knew where the places were.
0: Carly, this is going to be totally random, but what was your first job ever?
2: Oh, I worked as uh, at a pizza parlor, but I was really bad. Like, I actually spilled a pizza on someone at one point.
0: Mm. everybody And, got and that.
2: beer. Oh like, oh gosh. Yeah, no, I was never, I was always either a waitress or a singer. That's the only thing, two things I've really ever done. Done, done, and so I wasn't—I wasn't a great waitress, but you know what? I made it through. I paid the bills, and I made it through.
1: That's it. That's it. So, speaking of sticking, so we put it out on Instagram on our Hot Marriage Cool Parents Instagram page, you know, to ask uh, any of our audience listening if they had any questions yeah. for you. And a couple of questions came up frequently, and one was. Are you still a singer? And can people expect new music from you? Like if you would put something out on Spotify or something?
2: I eventually will get back into singing. I did just put on Bella's birthday this year. I put a lullaby album out that had like oh gosh, a couple tracks on it. And then I wrote one of the songs on there called Dream Train. So that was a really fun thing to do. Just kind of like a tribute to her because I was putting, I was singing all the time on my Instagram like lullabies to her. Uh People were like, oh my gosh, please like like you have to record these. And so finally. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna do it, and that was really fun. But I, I eventually will get back into singing. It's just so hard to be a mom right now and like just go from one thing to one thing and think about anything else to do to like fill my soul, you know? Right? Singing has always been a thing that's just been like so fulfilling. But then I don't know. I became a mom, and everything became about, you know, Bella, which is. Fantastic, but I just kind of forgot that part of myself.
0: Aww. Now, as a singer and a writer, do you keep a, a journal? Do you like jot down some things? Do songs kind of come to you, or are you inspired after having a baby?
2: Gosh, I would like—I would love to say that the answer is yes, but no. <laughs> yeah, <because laughs> I love your. Fair online. enough. God, I used to write like love songs or heartbreak songs, and like it's even so hard to focus on your relationship when you're. A new mom and a new parent, because you just your feelings kind of like numb out for a while, you know, like those highs and lows of you know your relationship just kind of get like pushed in the back burner a little bit. So I would like to say the the answer is yes, but no. I love your honesty. One day they, I will feel inspired again. I know it.
1: Maybe (laughs) when both the kids are in school. So you know, like four or five years from now.
2: <laughs> I get it. I yeah. totally hear you. When you have it's actually so time funny. to breathe. It's so funny. I was talking to Evan about this the other day, actually, because we started talking about music and I go, you know, what's so weird is I've always said to myself, I will get back into singing. Like I will be a singer, quote unquote, even though I've sang my whole life. When I'm older and ha- after I've had children, I don't know. I was always like, I'll be older, like Martina McBride or like somebody like that. It won't be like a Taylor Swift or Carrie Underwood. That was like, the young person. Uh Oh my gosh. so now I'm kind of like, oh, that's so weird. Like I could totally see that happening in my life. I could totally see that
1: happening too. And I really believe in like what you put out into the universe comes to you. So totally. I'm going to keep putting that out there for you. I've
2: seriously always said that.
1: That's amazing. It's going to (laughs) happen. We talked to you before you were the big singer, Carly Wada.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) I knew you way back when.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you did. You did. Uh,
1: Speaking of just like pregnancy and how that makes marriage kind of put on the back burner and really, really rough, how is it being pregnant and having a baby plus being married? Like, has that taken a strain on your marriage?
2: Oh my gosh. I, I wouldn't say it's taken a strain. We knew this go round that my first trimester was always really hard. I think he kind of knew to be more there for me when I needed him like with Bella because you know, it's so hard as you know, to take care of a kid when you feel like you're going to throw up. So mm-hmm. I think he almost focused more on her while I kind of focused on myself and just kind of getting through it. But now that we're, well, I mean, right before I'm about to pop you know, we've been on, we went to a wedding like two nights ago and we're going on a date tonight and we're kind of like, okay, let's get in some dates before we're like, you know, stuck in the house again forever. Yeah. (laughs) So I, I wouldn't say it's put like a strain on anything. I think it's just like put focuses in different places.
0: Totally. And if we could take a step back too, because I think it's pretty known that you weren't initially attracted to evan and you know there was a lot of pursuit that happens according to my wife jamie but i wanted to i wanted to see what what it was or was there a moment where things switched for you
1: oh yeah that's like another huge question that everybody wants to know is what was the drastic change that caused you to to like him and you know because i guess you were kind of not really into him at first
2: yeah you know what's so weird is i was it's so funny i just had my mom on the podcast it on our podcast and I was asking her this question about my dad and she had basically the exact same answer because her story is like almost exactly the same my dad was like I'm gonna marry her and my mom's like nope you know <laughs> and then I was like boom was the moment she's like if there was like a moment for me but it was a buildup of like I knew when we went on our first date, even though I wasn't like into the date, that he would be my friend. Like I was like, I really like this guy as a friend. Like he will always be my friend. I can just tell. Mm -hmm. And so then our friendship like just grew and grew and grew. And I remember one time we were sitting on the beach and I was with Sarah Heron and I looked over and I was like, why don't I like him? It really bothers me. Like he's the kind of guy that like I should be married to. He's the kind of guy I should have kids with he is such a nice guy, such a kind person. He likes me so much. And I'm like, what is actually wrong with me? And so then I think like, I just kept thinking about that. And there was a moment, I know like everyone says he fakes his own, he faked his own death when he went to the hospital. And that's kind of where I fell in love with him. But it partially was because we weren't in front of cameras and he kind of just let his walls down and he wasn't, he wasn't so like in pursuit, if you know what I'm saying. Uh He wasn't so like, can I get you a drink? Can I get you a coconut? Can I get you a, you know, like a towel? (laughs) Like he was just like, I don't know. We were having regular conversations and, and it was easy. And we weren't trying to be anything that we weren't. And, um, I just remember I was sitting, we were going back to the beach and we were in the car on the way home. And I looked over and I just remember being like, he is so handsome. And I was like, what? And (laughs) I hadn't had those thoughts. And so my, my brain was having this like positive thought. And then the other side of my brain was like questioning my thought. So I would be like, he's so handsome right now. And I'd be like, what, what are you talking about? And then I'd be like, I really want to like hold his hand. And I'd be like, what, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Then I had to grapple with like these two sides almost like the angel and devil on my shoulders telling me all these things. And then I we got back to the beach and I said, "You know what? I had the best day with you. Like if you could just be like a little more relaxed, like maybe there could be something." And he was like, "Really? <laughs> what what do I have to do to relax?" And I'm How like, do I'm just- "How do I relax?" <laughs> That's exactly what he did. <laughs> and you know, all of it was off camera too and it was just so, oh, I love that it was all off camera because only we have that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. In a moment, just kind of we connected, and I was just, I just felt differently. But it wasn't like in the moment, I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to get married. I was just kind of like, maybe I could see something. And then it just grew from there.
0: It's a good thing that you talk to yourself a lot in your head. Isn't
2: that so weird? <laughs> you really sorted it out. I like, I like sound like a crazy person, but listen, it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh
1: <laughs> definitely worked out because now you have two well, you're gonna have two babies. you're due with number two any second now quick question yes. uh Shay.van, dot van she asks, is Evan still practicing quote unquote penis doctor so
2: what's so funny is Evan was never actually a doctor. he owned e d clinics, so he hired oh. the doctors and everything, but he was the owner of them, so he owned like gosh like nine different clinics or something like that, but he actually just sold them all this year because he was traveling so much. And it was just, it was just taking away from like our family. Cause he was just gone all the time. And then I had to travel and it was like a lot. So now he is, he actually has a family farm up in Connecticut. That was a, a gift from like the King of England in a million years ago. Wow! And, and so they're farming hemp out there right now. So he just came back, gosh, a couple days ago. From harvest, so that's what he's doing right now. Is he's farm? He's a hemp farmer. So what? <laughs> I know it's so weird. And then Natural progression. Such like a, he's such like an entrepreneur. It's so funny. He, his dream was like to get the bass. It's called the Bass Farm the bass farm like up and running again it used to be a dairy farm and then they had corn and all this stuff and he was like no i'm gonna make it thriving again so his dream is to make this bass farm thrive again so he's really excited about I it tell
0: you what the hemp industry is booming all over the country yeah,
2: so wait is he, oh is is he farming like cbd i mean i know
1: okay i don't yes. know a lot yes
2: yeah, cbd oils and stuff yes yeah, so you like take the hemp out of the ground you dry it and then they strain the CBD oil out or whatever. And his hemp actually did extremely well. So their goal is to having like the extracting thing on the farm, but they're selling it this year. Jamie will be
0: a customer.
1: I will be a customer. I always have insomnia and when I'm pregnant it's even worse, but obviously I'm not taking CBD oil while I'm pregnant. But um yeah, like it really really helps just like chill you out. Like have you have you ever tried CBD you oil? You know, it's so
2: funny. I haven't and I'm I'm really excited to try it because all of this happened also while I was pregnant. So I was like so curious about all this and then I mean, I'm sure some people take it and it's fine yeah. while they're pregnant. I have no idea. Right. But um I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't wait to actually like try it because I've heard such good stuff about it. Yeah. About like helping anxiety and sleeping and all this stuff, which I have tons of. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't sleep and I
1: have anxiety. I mean <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, but on a serious note though, my father in law has pain, like a lot of pain, like I don't know if it's like arthritis or back pain or, you know, he's an mm-hmm. older man. And he takes C B D oil over like um like a narcotic like that the doctor prescribed. And the C B D oil works just as well. That's-
2: freaking amazing isn't
1: that nutty like it's it's so cool jamie's
0: the dealer because she'll go to new york and pick them up and then they'll exchange in like a parking lot
1: oh my god (laughs) he thought the only place he could get cbd oil was in la at first because i I traveled to la often to shoot Married at first sight unfiltered (laughs) and so he was like can you pick me up some cbd oil so i did when i was out there but then i'm like God, it,
2: there's like a there's like a corner store. Like we can just get it she, here. Like, you get it right there, right around the corner. That's yeah. so funny. Hemp just passed a law this year to even be able to grow it in Connecticut. So that's why Evan was like one of the first to like grow it out there.
1: He's so but, smart. I anticipate you guys becoming multimillionaires with
2: this because I mean he, that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be amazing. But so then, when
0: when do we get a tour of the Bass Farm? <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh. Evan will go out with you any day to the bass farm. Evan that it's, it's truly like his dream. He loves it. There's nothing better that he loves in life than the bass farm. It's beautiful. It's Aww. just, you know, he just feel like when he's out there, he's so funny. Cause he's like not a farmer, but he, <laughs> you know, comes from farmers and he'll like, he'll be out on the farm and he'll like text me a picture of him on the tractor. And he's like, I've never felt so much like myself, which is <laughs> so Aww. funny. And it's so cute. And then, and then he'll send me a picture of him, like fixing a tractor and like a guy on the tractor. I'm like, does that guy know you have no idea what you're doing? He's like, no, 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 I'm learning. I'm learning.
0: So he's going to, he's going to go from the penis doctor to the penis farmer.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess so.
1: Oh, that's so interesting. I didn't realize that he actually wasn't a quote unquote penis doctor. Cause it was, wasn't
2: erectile dysfunction. I don't know. I it's an erectile dysfunction specialist, but uh, I mean, I get. I mean, I guess he technically was a specialist because he knew stuff about it, but, um, but yeah, he was just the owner and like manager of, of everything. Which of to the, the
0: audience guys. isn't as exciting as a penis doctor.
2: Yeah, you know, it's really not. Yeah, that's not, that's not as exciting. So that wouldn't but be a very he good title. Started out as an EMT, which is how he got into all of that which is funny, but. Uh,
1: Props to him for going from an EMT to owning nine successful or however many successful Uh, penis.
2: If anybody can do it, Evan can't. Evan is like, so when he gets motivated to do something, it's just going to be done. Like he's one of those people. I'm not one of those people. (laughs) He'll be like, I have a dream to do this. And then all of a sudden he's done it. And I'm like, what?
0: He's got such a great mind for, for picking out like these booming industries and picking out a niche that is never going to go away.
2: Actually, it's oh, 100%. true. 100 percent. That's so true. It
1: sounds like he got into the penis doctor thing, like back when like that was uh-huh. becoming a thing, and now he's getting totally. Into hemp Let's call
0: hemp. him an ED specialist. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: well, I like the penis doctor. We're
0: going to keep going there. <laughs> okay,
1: while well, we're still on the topic of Evan, though. Um, yes. And fuck. Uh, Glancy asks, did Evan feel upset watching bachelor in paradise back when you said your first kiss was terrible? And then you said, it was. (laughs) Uh
2: (laughs) Yes, he was. That was not a good day. (laughs) Um, No. Well, you know, like, gosh, as much as I warned him about all of the things that I had said, it was, you know, there's nothing like, like watching it back and hearing those things from my mouth so no that was not a good day even though I had more time and then there was a few other things that I had said that like that just weren't nice but you what know hey can you remind us what you said oh gosh I mean one of them was just like this is never gonna happen like that kiss was terrible which the kiss one was t- it was very awkward and we kind of debate if I leaned in which I think maybe I did, but I was feeling like I should, I don't know. It was awkward for a ton of reasons. We were like standing on two different steps. So I was like (laughs) taller than him. And then he he was like lingering. And then I was like, Oh God, I think he's going to kiss me. And then he kind of moved in and I was like, I guess I should do this. And then it was like, I don't know, really awkward. And then our next kiss was like the hot pepper kiss that, just didn't make anything any better. You know, it was just, yeah. we were set up for major failure in a lot of the at
0: the beginning. Yeah, but you are in an exclusive club with Jamie and I for having the first kiss be filmed and on TV.
2: I appreciate being part of that club, but... Ooh. Uh, <laughs> but some <laughs> things, it's just like,
1: there are some times you wish you didn't, no one was able to go back and rewind that and see all over again. Oh
2: yeah, if I had like hid behind a bush or something, maybe that would have been better. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Brooke LaJackson asks, uh, what were the fertility problems she was diagnosed with? Were you ever diagnosed with fertility problems?
2: Well, so I, I was living in California and I was having a lot of problems with my period. And I went into a doctor and this doctor basically said to me, um, your uterus is so thin. The lining is so thin. You'll never be able to carry a baby.
1: Oh my gosh.
2: And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, that's what I'm seeing in this ultrasound. And, I, and it I, it devastated me. Like, I it, I don't know. It just messed with my brain so bad. I ended up moving home. I think I even did another cruise ship after that just to be like, I'm just going to go away for a while. And then I came home. I went on The Bachelor and I ended up freezing my eggs. I got five eggs from freezing my eggs, which is a pretty low number. And they were like, gosh, we thought we would get more. And, And so even when, like when I got pregnant, they were, they were shocked. They were like, how? Like we only got five eggs from her. How did this even happen? So I kind of like, I had two different specialists basically tell me that the chances were low that I could do it myself without help.
1: So that's why these babies are such surprises,
2: huh? 100%. Because I told Evan, I was like, dude, like, I had taken out my IUD before our wedding because it was just messing with me. And I was like, there's no way. Like, I've been told by two different specialists, like, it's going to be difficult. So you don't, like, we don't need to worry about it. And he's like, okay. And then look at me now.
1: Yeah. And two babies (laughs) later. I know.
2: (laughs) I know. it's, It's such a blessing. And it's still like Evan and I are still like, oh my gosh! Like I just tell Evan I think he has super sperm. Hey, he I'm like, I, it has to be you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> it's just—I mean, it's just so crazy.
1: Yeah, that's—I mean, that's amazing though. I'm so happy for you because you know the struggle can be so real, and it's—it's 100 percent. Yes. Yeah. So I'm so happy for you. He
0: definitely doesn't have ED. No,
1: he He does does not. He doesn't have that problem. (laughs) We're
2: never going to have that problem over here.
1: (laughs) I guess not. So kind of changing topics here. Ashley underscore Liz underscore asks, what's it like becoming a stepmom to older children? And I'm actually like so curious, I was talking to you prior to having you on the podcast, just like, I would love to talk to you more about what it's like to be a stepmom, because it's just a, it's a world that a lot of women are a part of, but we, no one really talks about. And so I feel like it's really important that we could kind of like share, like shed some light on it.
2: Totally. Um, I've been with Evan, what now? Three, three years now. Is that right? Gosh, I don't know. Mom brand plus I'm, plus I'm bad at math. Um, but when the kids first met me, they actually picked me up from the airport and they were, so, you guys, they were so small. Like oh, I, how how old were they when you first met them? Like eight, 11 and 15 or something like that.
1: Let's backtrack for those listening who aren't that familiar with you being a stepmom. So she obviously met her husband on Bachelor in Paradise, and she got married. They weren't immediately well; he was totally into her, but she wasn't so into him. And <laughs> uh, and uh, but they fell in love, and they really built you know the foundation from friendship. And now she's a stepmom to three boys, Avin's first children from his first marriage. Right? Yes,
2: yes. He has three boys: Nathan, Liam, and Ainsley. So when I first met them, they were they had gotten me like all of these gifts, and so they were standing Aww. outside the car at the airport, and they'd got me like because I I had said like that my Keurig had broken before I went to Bachelor in Paradise, so there was like a Keurig and like blankets because it was I don't know like it was just like all this cute stuff from my home, and uh, they were being so sweet, and I just remember being like oh my gosh, this is so easy. I really freaking lucked out. And I'm not just saying this. They are so respectful. They've been taught to open doors for women. Aww. And so I every single time still to this day that I walk through a door, the door is open for me. If I buy dinner, they're like, thank you so much. They are so respectful, so kind. They always have been. It was always easy to just be around them because they're just easy boys. And I feel like a bad saying that because I know so many people have such bad step parenting experiences, but it hasn't been like that with me. The only, the only funny thing is now three years down the road, like now that we have a 19 year old and a 14 year old, those two boys are now like pushing boundaries of like, you know, teenage, teenagehood and adulthood Mm -hmm. Not that they are bad kids, but it's just like, oh my gosh, he has a girlfriend now. Oh gosh, what do we do about that? You know, like
0: yeah, it's what boys go through.
2: Yeah, so it's almost like it's like puberty and adulthood and dealing with like new things that it doesn't affect us like in a negative way because Evan's so good at like talking to them through it, and you know, if like if there's a problem, Evan's like, I'll be right back. We're going to Taco Bell, and he'll like, <laughs> you know, take them to, to the Taco Bell. And then he'll have a conversation and come back and he's like, don't worry. I, I, you know, I fixed it. And it's just funny. Like we were in bed the other night and one of the kids had to be home by nine 30 and Evan was like, nine 30 does not mean nine thirty-one. And so like we're <laughs> sitting in bed and all of a sudden at nine 30 strolls on in and we're like looking at our phones and it's like exactly on the dot. And he's like, I'm good. Right. <laughs> like, That's yeah, funny. I'm good. It's just been, it's been easy for me because they're good kids. And if they were raised by, you know, Evan did a great job raising them that their mom did a good job raising them. Like they, they have turned out very well.
0: Do you feel that that helped you prepare for having your baby girl and now coming up for baby number two?
2: Gosh, you know, I almost think it prepared me for later. Like school, the drop offs, the lunches, those things, just because, gosh, a baby is so different. You, you it's so different. You just, you have to watch the baby all the time. You know, you don't have to watch the boys all the time. They're like playing video games. Yeah. You know, and
1: when you like, leave them there, they're not moving because they're so into the video game. <laughs> totally.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I guess in some ways, yes, but I feel like it's prepared me for like, oh, I know what it's like to like drop a kid off at, you know, elementary school or middle school or high school now and deal with like the, you know, the PTA and all the school drama I know about and the emails (laughs) and, you know, those things. But oh gosh, Bella I mean, every day with you know, with a newborn and, you know, through Bella's will be two in February. I it's just everything's new.
1: Yeah. Quick question on that. Did you feel like less experienced because you hadn't had a child and Evan is already you know, had three newborns going through yes and yeah, did that like make you maybe not as like how do you handle that because I feel like I wouldn't be as confident as a mom, or I would feel like maybe he's judging me and my parenting skills because he's already done it three times, and I've never done it.
2: I went in knowing that he would know how to change a diaper and know how to do all these things, and i I mean I had the last diaper I had changed was like twenty years before that for my little cousin, but I needed his help like, and I was so thankful that he knew what he was doing and he was willing to do it. Like I didn't have someone sitting next to me that was like, Oh my God, I don't, I don't know what that rash is. Or I don't know how to do this. He was like, no, 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 I got it. You know? And Bella had like colic and was, she would cry from nine to one every single night. And Evan was a hero. I mean, he got me through those first couple months of like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? I don't know how I would have done it without him. I thought about it previously and I was like, oh my gosh, when this baby comes, he's going to be like, Mr. Know-it-all. But I was so thankful that he knew it all because I didn't. Because I was like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. Help. Someone help me. And he was like, I got it. And he really just... Up to the play. I mean, there were times I was like, "Don't tell me one more time. You're an expert. I get it." You know, but <laughs> but for the most part, I was just so freaking thankful. That's amazing. It's a
1: such a good way to look at it too, because I mean, I highly doubt he's trying to like judge your parenting skills or like not at all tell you what to do because that's just not even in his character. But No, you know, but, but like I feel like I'm so hormonal. I would have been like, "What? You think I don't
2: know what I'm doing?" <laughs> I mean, and I'm sure there's times that I did that, like. He'll probably he would probably be like there's a lot of times you did that but <laughs> I do remember when it was really hard like even calling my mom and being like I don't know what I would do without him he has taught me all of the things
1: and I feel like that like helps you fall in love at least for for me and with my husband Doug like Doug sitting right across
2: the table room, <laughs> but it
1: helps me <laughs> it's so awkward
2: but yeah tell like, me more yeah I'm like <laughs> tell, tell me how awesome I am seeing
1: him as a dad, oh my God, fall like so in love, right? Like did that happen? Oh yeah. I'm sure it happened with his, with his boys who are, you know, your, bo- I don't know. Do you consider like, how? what do you guys say? Like do you say my boys or do you say,
2: I don't know. I, I stay, I guess I say I have like three stepchildren. Yeah. I guess. I Probably, don't know. I don't really is- say it that often. When I introduce them, I'll be like, oh, this is Nathan, Liam and Ainsley. You know, like I don't, I don't even, I guess I, I don't really acknowledge. I would never be like, these are my, kids or these are my stepkids or the, I would just be like, Oh, this is, this is our family. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: That's yeah, like, it's
0: just not a big deal.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Some other questions that have been asked is like, how do you keep the love alive while you're pregnant?
2: I would, it's not as alive. <laughs> yeah. Right. Gosh. I don't know. I mean, honestly, like we've talked about it, you know, if Evan's feeling, you know, neglected because I'm, Focus more on myself or whatever, he'll be like, Listen, I'm feeling this way, and I'm like, Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't mean to make you feel that way, you know. We still try to do date nights whenever we can, we still make time to like, after we put Bella to sleep, to like sit down and if I can stay awake past eight o'clock, you know, watch a movie or watch Netflix or something, and you know, we still cook together and just t- finding the little, god, just the little things, you know. I mean, even. The other day it was so stupid, but you know, Evan will bring me flowers every now and again. The other day, I was like, I think this day would be better if I just had maybe some flowers or some chocolate. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and he and so he came home with like beautiful flowers and chocolate and like you know, stuff for my bubble bath and like Oh my god. You know, it was just so sweet. And so like even things like that that he he just goes out of his way because he knows like I'm feeling uncomfortable or whatever. You know, maybe we're not having sex that night, but we're cuddling. We're cuddling and like being with each other, like focused on each other.
0: That's still intimacy, though.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. I yeah. feel
1: like that is more intimate than having sex sometimes because it's Which just is
0: such a girl's point of view.
2: <laughs> <I don't laughs> oh, know. It, it is. I don't know. At the end of pregnancy, it's just so uncomfortable, and to have a guy be like, "It's okay. Like, I know that we can't do that right now," and. If especially during postpartum, you can't have sex for six weeks anyway, it's such a sacrifice for a man to be like, "I know that that's probably not gonna happen, but i'm gonna we're gonna get through it and I'm gonna love you through it and we're still gonna stay connected, you know I mean,
0: six weeks is nothing,
2: yeah, we've yeah. only had sex once since I've been pregnant because I was yeah, and it was
0: sacrifice. on my birthday,
2: yeah, ooh, birthday sex is fun, yeah, it's
0: been every year so far, yeah, gotta yeah. keep the traditional life that's
2: it oh, I totally agree, yeah. But I mean like one and done, I'm like, I don't know. I'm like not in the sexy mood at all. <laughs> like, oh, I know. Gosh. I'm I tell Evan right now, don't don't come at me. Especially when you're nine
1: months pregnant. You're like, Ugh. Oh I
2: know. I'm like, uh, don't come at me right now. Although I do they do say that sex can induce labor. Yes. And right now, I mean I, I could, the baby would be fine if it came out right now. So I'm like, uh oh, well.
0: Now in, in, the, in the greatest segue of podcast history, what are your thoughts on circumcision for your expecting boy?
2: <laughs> we are going to circumcise our boy. I think it's just the thing, like my family has done it and Evan's family has done it. And it's just like the thing that we're going to do.
0: Uncircumcised penises scare me. <laughs>
2: Wow. I mean, I've dealt with a few of them, and <laughs> I'm not going to say that I'm not afraid of them either. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, funniest thing it's ever been said on our
1: podcast. Uh, yeah, Harley Wanda, right now. Listen, they're,
2: <laughs>
0: they're... They scare me.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Well, I that, get the fear.
0: <laughs> have have Jane, have you ever had an uncircumcised? Uh,
1: no, I've only ever like no, I've never. Then with someone that's been God, that's sort of got to be like such a shock. But I've heard from friends, oh yeah, like guck and stuff that gets stuck, and like yeah,
2: yeah. I just mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, some people are better at cleaning it than other people. Some oh. people are really bad at it. So
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I feel like for I guess like maybe the nurse and me. I like I just feel like you know, and don't like throw stones at me if you didn't circumcise your kid. <laughs> Those of you listening, because. Like, <laughs>
2: Oh, Anybody gosh. could
1: do whatever they want to do, but I feel like it is a bit healthier because it is hard to keep it clean when it's, when there's that foreskin there. So, yeah. You
2: know,
1: so yeah, I think I, we are definitely in the circumcision boat too. Uh, but anyways, now that we've, now we've
2: discussed circumcisions, (laughs) listen, it's not, it's not weird in this household with Evan being the penis specialist. So, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) but I know
1: that you guys are celebrating your birthday tonight, so I don't want to keep you forever, but, uh, thank you so much Carly for taking the time out to come and chat about literally everything under the sun. I feel like we've covered everything.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm just so glad that we actually got to do this before I went into labor because in If we had set a later date, even tomorrow, who knows when this baby's going to come.
1: Yeah. Like all bets are off. Quick question though. There was one question that was also asked that I want to make
2: sure to ask you. Will Uh,
0: Douglas be part of the baby's name?
2: That was not it. Oh, (laughs) Evan keeps trying for Evan so hard. And I'm like, no, (laughs) you've had so many chances to have an Evan so far. (laughs) That's funny. It's not going to be with this one. (laughs) Not going to be with this one. Okay. So there's
1: two questions now because that just brought up my own personal question. Do you
2: guys have a baby's name picked out? No. Oh, it's, it's so stressful. I did. I felt so strongly about Bella's name and I just can't, I don't know. I'm feeling, I don't know what I'm feeling and neither does Evan. We just, I don't know we're gonna we're gonna actually wait and look at him this time and is, see if we have any feelings about it.
1: I think that's a fair game. The
2: problem is is I named my dog what I wanted to name my baby, so <laughs> I screwed myself there. That's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> so I'm like, can I still name my my baby the same name as my dog, or is that very <laughs>
0: how about How about Harrison or Chris? any of that? Oh my
2: gosh. <laughs> He would love that. I'm sure. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I really don't know what I'm feeling. The answer is I have no idea. We have like three that were like, maybe, but, but there's nothing like, I don't feel a pull to something right now.
1: It's like so hard. Cause it's like the biggest decision. Of- I know. And I feel I'm- like
2: disappointed in the fact that I don't have a oh. name.
1: Girl, don't be hard on yourself. I have a friend, um, actually the producer for Married at First Sight Unfiltered, his wife was super pregnant, thought they were in labor, we're at the hospital, we're gonna name <laughs> it William, and then they come home, they weren't in labor, have the baby later, and name the baby John. Literally, like a couple Stop. days later. <laughs> So yeah. So you're not the only one. Don't, don't, don't worry. It's okay. I have That it. is so funny. That baby would have been William had she actually gone into labor, but now it's baby John and he's the cutest. So no that worries. That is so funny. The last question I had that I really wanted to ask, because this is like a popular one from all, everyone who's listening is what is the advice you have for someone who is going into like the stop mom type of role?
2: Um, You know, I kind of went into it going, I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm going to like, kind of let Evan take the lead and like, help me figure out what my role will be. And so, because, you know, the last thing you want to do is go in and be like, listen, I'm also mom. that's just not going to work. Um, or be like, I'm half the disciplinarian or whatever. Like, For me, it took a while to kind of find what my role would be, which is totally okay. But I would just say, go into it and just listen and just be there because the kids aren't going to know what your role is either. So it's like a learning curve for everybody and just give everybody grace, give yourself grace because it's a hard thing to come into.
1: These kids and their dad existed and then you came. So I guess it's like, let them kind of run the boat but then yeah. you can't let them run the boat too much because you're like, "Well, wait a minute though. I am here now." So
2: Well, and it takes, I mean it takes time, you know, like um Evan and I actually for the first year when we were engaged, we were engaged for a year and then got married and we weren't living together. We were living together half time because he has the boys half time. So, on the weeks that he had the boys, I would come over for dinner like every single night and we really got to know each other that way. Um, and then the other weeks it was just Evan and I, but, um, I feel like it was, it was kind of easy for me too, because I kind of would like dip my toe in, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I'd be like, okay. And now like, now like we're doing our own thing and then we'd go back and I'd be like dipping my toe in. So I kind of learned slowly, like if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Cause you didn't have to yeah. like, dive in, you know, full throttle. We weren't were- all
2: living together. Yeah. From the get go or anything. Cause in their divorce agreement, we, we weren't allowed to live together until we were married.
1: Oh, gotcha. interesting. Yeah. That's, that puts a strain on him for when he is, you know, with someone he loves, but yeah. I won't, we won't dig into, to, we won't get that nosy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what else was in the right.
0: agreement?
1: <laughs> oh,
2: Uh, you don't want to know. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need
1: to know all that, but no, (laughs) thank you so much for that advice because I feel like that's really helpful. Like for so many different categories in life, not even just being a stepmom, but like a lot of different areas like when you're new at, at the work field or whatever and oh yeah
2: one day at a time
1: yeah like be and also give yourself grace like you're yes. new at this as well and and they are too so everybody gets grace love mm-hmm. it carly all right well thank you so much for taking the time out to chat with us and we are so excited to be able to see your little bundle of joy coming soon yes. oh my gosh me too uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah yeah i mean maybe you're more excited than us <laughs> Just maybe. <laughs> I don't know though. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, tell Evan we say hello. and I will. We wish you a very fast, speedy, safe delivery yes. for you and oh maybe. Oh my gosh, thank you.
2: And congratulations to you both. Have fun tonight. Enjoy <laughs> it. We'll talk to you later. <laughs>
1: Bye guys. Bye Bye-bye. Carly.
0: She's actually so much cooler talking to her than what I remember her from the show.
1: What do you mean? You think she was
0: cool on the show? No, I just think that the TV kind of portrays you in a certain way. And um, she's actually an awesome person.
1: Yeah. I've always really liked Carly. She's such a sweetheart. And um, wow, I did not know that Evan is not really a penis doctor.
0: Yeah, that was actually the biggest news of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Now now he's just way into weed. or CBD.
1: Yeah, no, he's smart. He's going to be, he's a very smart entrepreneur. I mean, that's the way that the world is going. I mean, medical marijuana and CBD oil is like all the rave.
0: Yeah. Smart business move.
1: Interesting. I wish them all the
0: luck. Yeah. We should do something for 50,000 listeners. We're coming up on our 50th episode so we should give away 50 prizes, 50 for 50.
1: We could buy like 50 listeners a drink. Yeah. Okay. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to give away $55 Star- Starbucks gift cards. Yeah. So all you have to do is leave a, re- a five-star review on iTunes for Hot Marriage Cool Parents. The review has to be left on or after November 15th for you to be entered. So if you've already left a review, that's okay. You can just go there and quote unquote update it and just say what you love about Hot Marriage Cool Parents and you'll be entered to win. And the way you're going to know that you win is that we're going to announce it on our next episode of Hot Marriage Cool Parents. So if you have listened this far and you make yourself in the running, then you might get yourself a five dollar Starbucks gift card, yes, and then we're
0: all gonna drink coffee together or whatever your tea is
1: and chances of you getting the five dollar five dollar gift card in a personalized thank you note from us is pretty darn high because I mean there's gonna yeah. be fifty of you getting it, so I can't wait to ship them off to you guys and just and write personal thank you notes to each and every single one of you and buy your cup of coffee, yes.
0: Thank you for listening and we love you. And next week we do have a special guest that Jamie met online.
1: Yeah. So she's a friend from my personal Instagram page, Jamie and Otis. And she just messaged me this message that like broke my heart slash like it just touched my heart really. So she said she she has two kids now and she's pregnant again and I inspired her to give the baby up to for adoption to a family that has been trying to conceive but hasn't been able to have a baby of their own and oh my gosh it just gave me chills reading this message because this is what we need in the world is more of this and so I dm'd her immediately I mean I pretty much cried when she messaged me that and so it just really touched my heart and I felt the need to like privately message her to like find her, like hear her story. And she's been so brave and courageous. And she's coming on the podcast next week to kind of share her story about her circumstance and why she has decided that it's the best option for her to give her baby up for adoption. Yes.
0: So definitely stay tuned for next week. And thank you for listening today and enjoy the ride or wherever you're listening to us. And we love you.
1: Yeah, we love you, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Good luck with the gift card. I hope that you win. Yes. All right, bye.